good morning, everyone. It is my privilege to speak to you today in the latest in our series on how to. And today I'm going to speak about interest. But before we get into that, I want to start with a story. This is the story of a man called Ludwig or Louis Graf. He was a German donkey who emigrated to the US in around 1880. And then while he was there, he became a Christian. And after his retirement from working in, Germany, um, in the US, he went back to Germany to serve and grow up as an evangelist. And what he would do would be to travel to different places to tell people about Jesus. Now, one day in 1922, he lost his way while he was going to a particular town and stumbled on a village called Thorns in East Prussia, which is no longer part of Germany. Not faced by this, he still wanted to share the gospel. And he spoke to a baker who wasn't very welcoming. And then, not to be put off, he said, is anybody sick in this town? And the baker said, well, are you a doctor too? He said, no, but I believe in Jesus, and I know Jesus does make people well when we pray to him. Now, incidentally, the owner of the bakery, who is also the owner of the mill in the town, a man called August, was in terrible pain and was sick and would always be crying out in pain. And so Louis was taken to August, and he prayed for August in the name of Jesus for August to be well. And August was healed at that moment. And as a result of that, August and his wife, Marie, became Christians that day. Now, Louis Graf went on his way, and I think not long afterwards, his ministry, he decided to retire from the ministry, perhaps having been an evangelist for about four years or so. And he died in 1935. Now, when you look back on his ministry, you think, well, Indeed, what happened that day in 1922 did produce a result. But what do you think was the impact of what it did or what happened that day? Now, more on that later. But for now, I just want to draw our attention to the fact that we live in a day where we have social media influencers. You know, people who, by their lifestyle of perhaps what they portray on social media, influence other people to buy things or goods or brands that they represent. And indeed, we all are influencers in some way. You know, there is a quote from the Bible in one year by Nicky Dombey, where it says, it says, history is in many ways a story of influence. Leadership is about influence, and everyone influences someone. Therefore, in a sense, everyone is a leader. And he says, the sociologists tell us that even the most introverted individual will influence about 10,000 other people during their school lifetime. So we all influence one another in all sorts of ways, from what we have for lunch, to what films we watch, or more important matters of truth and ethics. So, yes, we have social media influencers. We are all influencers. But what I want to speak about today is how can we be influences for Jesus. So if you want the title for the message today, it is about how to be an influencer for Christ. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that you've called us to be people that influence other people for you. I pray you help us today as you speak to us, that you open our hearts to receive your word and to do it. 
in Jesus' name today. Now for our Bible passage, we look at the book of Romans, chapter 5, from verse 12 to 19. But what I'll focus on is verse 18 and 19. And I'll read that to you from the NLT, that is the New Living Translation. And I think perhaps some of it will come on the screen as well. It says, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation to everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. This passage contrasts Adam and Jesus in terms of the life they lead, they led, but also the impact they made. Adam's disobedience in the Garden of Eden when him and his wife Eve ate the fruit that God told them not to eat, you know, led to sin and death for many. But Jesus' obedience by coming and dying on the cross, just like we've remembered in the communion we've had, led or has led or is leading to righteousness or right living and right relationship for many. Now, what was it in Adam's life that led to that outcome? I think basically, Adam, you know, if you go back to the account in Genesis chapter 3, you know, they wanted to be like God because that's what the enemy told them. He says, if you eat this fruit, you will become like God. So the key mark of their disobedience was wanting to be like God, to be morally independent of God, to live their lives apart from God. So, if we want to be influencers for Jesus, I want to suggest three things today. The first one is that we have to let go of self and live for God. The second one is to keep growing in God. And the third point is to have a go, to take action. So let's start with the first one. Let go of self and live for God. In John 12, 24 to 26, Jesus said, he said, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and, and dies, it remains alone. For its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new life. He said, those who love their lives, their life in this world will lose it. But those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servant must be where I am. Now, Living for self and living for God is more like a subtraction and addition. You know, we subtract the things about us that we want to hold dear for adding the influence of Jesus, allowing him to live for us, through us, and that his life will be our life. You know, when Jesus was on earth, the Bible tells us that although he is God, he did not take on that role. He became submissive to the Father and did not live his life for us. And as we saw in the communion, Jesus gave his life so that we can have life. And if we want to live for God, we need to allow Jesus's life to be in us. We need to love Jesus and live for him. And just like influencers who live out the brand that they represent, we need to live out brand Jesus. You know, and what does that mean? We need to follow him. We need to serve him. And we need to make sure that we have good influences in our lives. 
Now, a lot of what I'm sharing to you today has come from either my devotion or some of the books I've been reading over this time. Now, I've been influenced because, you know, Calvin, Sally, and other people have recommended books. And these have been good influences in my life because it has helped me to grow in my faith and understanding of God. Now, the question is, who is influencing you? Now, one of the other things I said is that we have to follow Jesus and follow him. And indeed, Paul, who wrote many books in the Bible, did say at one point, to follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And I think my question, even for me and for us, is if somebody followed us, will they be following Christ? That is a big question because, yes, we want to influence other people, but it is to influence them for Jesus. And we can only do that if we follow Jesus and serve him above anything else or everything else. We need to love him such that no other love can compare to that, even against our own comfort. And indeed, from the verse that we read, even our own life will not mean that much. But we need to let Jesus live his life in us completely. So if you want to be an influencer for God, let go of self and live for Jesus. The next point is that we need to keep growing. You know, indeed, Jesus' life shows us that he was somebody who grew up, even as a man. In Luke chapter 2, verse 62, it tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with all people. And indeed, so we can see perhaps four areas where Jesus grew. One, in wisdom, and this can be our spiritual and intellectual wisdom or knowledge and in every way we can grow in making wise choices. You know, in stature, this could be physical, it could be our own inner state and integrity and character. You know, favor with God in terms of his relationship with God, the Father. And we can see in Jesus' life that was, that was always very real in his life. You know, being with God and always looking to him and speaking the words that God said. There was a very close relationship there. But also another area is growing in favor with people. Now, for us, you know, when we talk about our relationship with God, one of the key things I want to highlight today is what our thoughts about God are. I think it was Tozer that says the measure of the man can be said with how, what they think about God. And I think for us, we want to say, how big is your God? How big is your God? How big do you see God to deal with the problems or the issues that you're facing? Do you see God in terms of the logic or the, the dimension that you exist, or do you see God as so great and awesome that he is able to do far more than we can think or imagine? But we need to grow in that relationship. Now, some of the key things about growth as well is that growing in God involves both learning new things, but also unlearning old ones. And I think this is something that I came, but it reflects something I've realized some time back. You know, while I was growing up as a child, you know, when I would ask my parents for things, you know, of course, because things were tight, they would say, oh, you need to be considerate because you have your brothers and your siblings with you, and so you need to give to all of them. And that was fine. I was learning from that to say I need to be considerate and think about other people. But you know what? That gave me an impression that God was like that. He said, if I came to God, if I asked God for something, it would stop him from giving somebody else. And because I'm considerate and I want to think about other people, I will probably not ask God. 
But if there's number one do, there's just three Tamron, God is not like my parents. God's resources are limitless. And therefore, I can ask him, and whatever he gives to me doesn't stop him giving other people. You know, the, we talk about Jesus dying. His death is for all. His, the impact of his life is for all of us. And so we need to unlearn things. And the other thing, things that we need to unlearn is facing our fears. And I think we need to unlearn them in the light of what God's word says. I don't know what you need to unlearn, but that's something you need to think about. Yes, you can learn new things, but if you don't unlearn old ones, there won't be positive growth. Now, another aspect of growth is that usually growth happens in times of adversity, when we face challenges. And there's a saying that without problems, there are no miracles. Now, if you want miracles in your life, then you need to be able to face problems so that you can allow God to work the miracles that you're looking for. Now, I think for me as well, in the work that I do, I've had to pair some tentative meetings. And more recently, I've faced challenges because there have been potential for real confrontation. And at times I've wished, hey, why did I take on this role to chair this meeting? But then I realized this is an, these are opportunities for me to grow, to rise up and, you know, you know, rise up in my ability to face what might seem like opposition, but to face them in a way that is healthy. And one final thing about growth is that it's not only individuals. It has to be with other people. Jesus grew as an individual, but he built a team around him. He had 12 people to work with. And as a church, we have city groups. We implement the G12 vision where we have uh, people coming around in groups of 12. Now, it is a very good way for us to grow as individuals, but also to grow with other people, influence other people around us, and, you know, impact people around us. I don't know how you see your city group. Do you see that as an inconvenience during the week, or do you see that as a light of what we all need to grow and be good influencers for Jesus? So, I don't know what your life is. Have you stagnated in growing? What areas? Do you need to grow in? What things do you need to unlearn? And what areas and how more do you need to invest with other people to ensure that you can grow? So we've looked at two things that will help us to become influencers for God. Let go in ourselves and living for God. Keep growing in God. And finally, we need to have a goal. We need to have a goal because we need to take action. Now, apart from all that we've been doing today in the service, Something has spoken to you. Now, my encouragement to you is to have a go at putting your life right. Now, if you're listening and you've joined us today and you've never asked Jesus to come and take the rightful place of your life, today's the opportunity to have a go and let Jesus come and be in your life. It is, you can all, always ask him to come in. On the other hand, if you've been a Christian for no matter how long, and you think your life is not going the way you think it should go, today is an opportunity to have a go at putting things right. You know, one of my goals this year was to keep running and to take up running again. And, but over the course of the lockdown, I think that slipped. And I think for weeks and weeks, I haven't run, run. But even while I was preparing this message, I was challenged. I said, well, if I'm telling people to have a go, I need to have a go in my life. So yesterday, we just said, Julian and I, well, let's go for a run. I didn't go very far, but I did 
take action to have a go and say, I want to put this going again. Now, have a go at taking hold of the promises that God has made in your life. God has said in his word, you know, you are somebody who is precious, that God has forgiven your sins and God has redeemed you. And all that Jesus did on the cross is for you. Take a hold of those promises and don't let your life be determined by those things that have been said over you that are not in line with what God says. And as another thing we need to have a go at is to really get face to face with God. You know, one of the things of lockdown is that, you know, I've been working from home. And given my personality, I think I really, I'm enjoying it. But then I'm realizing that by just staying at home, I'm not really getting in touch with many people. And I think sometimes when we go out, and I know in the past when I had to go to work, I've met people on the bus stop, and I've spoken to people, I've got to know people that way, and even, you know, spoken the gospel to them, or told them about Jesus, do, do that. And we need to get close to people. If, if we don't get close to people, we will not be able to make the impact that we have to make. So please do have a go. And also, I think, have a go at seizing the opportunities for sharing the gospel that God presents to us. Whether in adversity or in whatever situation, let's have a go at seizing these opportunities. So to conclude, let's go back to the passage. We see that indeed Adam had an impact which wasn't positive. But Jesus has an impact that is positive. Now, you and I can, have a can make a difference. We can impact other people. You know, there is an African proverb that says, you see, if you think you're too small to make a difference, you see, you haven't spent the night with the mosquitoes. Now, those who've been affected by mosquitoes will know what I'm saying. The mosquito, one mosquito can disrupt your sleep for the whole night. Now, it is in the negative sense, but I think the point is the same, that one of us can make a difference. Now, let's go back to the story of Lee Graf. You know, the couple that became Christians that day in 1923 were August and Marie Bonfils. Now, you see where this is going. Now, their son was there. One of the, their son was there. He's called Herman. And Herman also became a Christian later and served in the war and as a soldier, but then became a Pentecostal pastor. Now, one of Herman's sons was called Reinhard Bonfil. And Reinhard Bonfil was an evangelist who preached to millions and millions. And the organization he set up, Christ for All Nations, at the last time I checked, because they've been recording those who've made decisions for Christ, have recorded over 80 million people who've said yes to, to putting their lives into Jesus and serving Jesus. And many of those have also started their own ministries in preaching to others. So you see, what happened in 1923, a, an evangelist going through one household being saved has led to millions and millions around the world knowing something about Jesus. Do you want to be an influencer for Christ? Do you want to make an impact positively? Then you need to let go of self and allow Jesus to live in your life. You need to keep growing in God and you need to have a go. From today, have a go at doing what God is putting in your heart to do. Let us pray. And the way I want us to respond is in two ways. If you have been somebody who has never allowed Jesus to come into their life, this is an opportunity for you. And I'll say a prayer and I'll ask you to re repeat that after me. So let's pray that now. 
Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died for me. Thank you that you died in my place. Today I acknowledge that I need you to be in my life. And I want to live for you. Come into my life and take control of my life. Amen. Now for those of us who have been Christians perhaps and making this kind of impact with people kindly, I want to pray that God will give us grace to be influencers for Jesus. So let us pray. You can pray yourself and ask Jesus to help you. Dear Lord, we ask you to forgive us for the sometimes negative influence we've given to other people. But help us to be, to be influencers for Jesus, that through our lives and in all that we do, others will come to know Jesus and live for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, thank you for listening, and I hope from today you will be an influencer for Jesus. Amen.